Hey, how's it going everybody? Welcome back to HGO, the show where we talk about everything that's hot in the world of gaming. I'm one of your hosts, Ethan, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host with the co-most. It's Hunter. Hey Hunter, how you doing? I'm doing just swell. Oh nice, we're back. We're back to it. You know, nearing the end of the year and you're back to swell. No what ifs, no stupid, would you... Would you kick a cat up to the moon if it meant that Microsoft had exclusives? None of that rubbish. You're just like, yeah, we'll just live with it. Do you, know? you think that Pokemon Sword and Shield should have been called Pokemon Big and Pokemon Chungus? Right, okay, moving on. We're also joined by the Weeb Wonder himself. <laughs> I know we've nearly made it to a year, but hey, we can still cancel beforehand. And we're also joined by the Weeb Wonder himself. It's Kyle. Hey, Kyle, you doing all right? Yep, great. Dandy. Dandy, that's a new one. Love it. Um, But yeah, if you didn't know, this is HGO. Hunter took Swell. That's the best one. Dandy's like second best. Yeah. Dandy is pretty good. (laughs) Basically, but yeah. Hey, welcome back to HGO, everybody, where each and every week we come together to talk about everything that we love in the world of gaming. You can find us on podcast services everywhere. Uh, Spotify. Uh, I've forgotten everywhere else we're on. Amazon Music. <laughs> Apple Music. Like, Apple Podcasts. Ethan's brain. <laughs> it has. I've lost it. All I can think about now is Big Chungus. That's all I can think of. <laughs> it's all ruined. Um, but hey, you can find us on podcast yeah. services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Play, you name it. We're on it. So go on over to uh, anchor.fm slash hotgamersonly or to linktree, linktr.e slash hotgamersonly. You can find all the podcast services we are on. Um, or if you want to be easier, you can go on, go over to our Twitter at hotgamersonly on Twitter. Um, we have a link where you can find all the podcast services at the press of a button. So there you go. You can go and check that out. And if you want to see our beautiful faces as we talk a load of shit every week, you can go on over to bit.ly slash hjyt or search for Hot Gamers Only on YouTube and you can find the video version of this podcast going out each and every Monday at 12pm Eastern, 5pm UK time. Um, bit of housekeeping. We've got a big week ahead of us so i hope you're all ready sit down buckle up buckaroos because we're going down um the (laughs) the final episode of technically season one of hot gamers only is going live this friday you're getting two episodes this week um so you better watch it (laughs) we're gonna do uh kind of a recount we're gonna we're gonna talk about everything hot gamers only on friday we're gonna talk about our favorite moments uh our favorite episodes um so yeah we're gonna do that on friday on a special episode it'll come out at the same time just on a different day and then your regularly scheduled episode of HGO will be on the following Monday, as normal. Uh, first episode of season two, I guess. Um, second year of HGO. Thank you all so much for the support so far. Um, a couple more people have subscribed this week. So, hey, if you can get us ever close to that 100 subscribers goal, we'd really appreciate it. I'd also really appreciate it if that cat didn't lick its ass behind me. But, hey, you know what? We're just going to live with it. Oh, it's down. I might have to move it. Um, <laughs> we might have to open the door in a second. Um, but no, other than that, thank you ever so much for supporting us. We'll be having a special episode on Friday. If you want to let us know what your favorite moments have been from the podcast these uh, this past year, Jesus Christ, uh, let us know in the comments down below. We'll pick some of them. Uh, well, we'll pick all of them and read them out if anyone comments. <laughs> Please comment. Uh, or at us on Twitter at Hot Gamers Only. Um, we'd really appreciate it uh, as we go down memory lane on Friday. Um, but with that out of the way, uh, I guess we should probably talk about something i don't know something about games uh we've got a big <laughs> hot topic um i don't know where the cat's gone the big hot topic <laughs> item this week um i'm just gonna ignore it and pretend it's not there and then we'll see what happens 
Um, we got a big. That's the spirit. It's going to turn into a horror movie before we're done. Yeah, exactly. Catches going to come and get you at the end. Just like ah. just jumps on his head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but we got a big hot You're topic my seat now. You wish. Hey, that'd be content. It'd be content. But no, it'll probably just sit there and scream, which isn't much content. So there you go. <laughs> um, big hot topic thing. There's been a lot of uh movement in the gaming industry this week as um Microsoft basically yoinked Bethesda. Uh, finally, the contract has been sealed. That's actually happened this week. So um, I'm not going to ask people. I'm not going to ask three people who don't own an Xbox right now what they think about this acquisition because I'm sure there's going to be a bit of a bias here. But I'm going to pose the question as I work out this cat thing. I'm going to throw it to you first, Hunter. Is because I feel like a lot of people are going yay or boo. But my question is: Is this actually good for the games industry? That is my question to you. I'll I'll give you my thoughts in a second, but. What are your what what are your overall thoughts on the acquisition? What are your thoughts for the gaming industry as a whole? I guess as I throw it to you and find um, this cat. <laughs> I guess it sort of depends. On one hand, Microsoft just gradually buying their way into having a bunch of things. I don't like it when consolidation happens too much. And you know what was it? Seven billion is what they bought it for. That's a lot of money, and they still have a lot <laughs> left that they could throw. I do not want Microsoft to become like the Disney of video games, where they're just buying everything. That would be annoying mm. for sure. Did you get? Did you hear that? Did that pick up on the mic? Did you hear it? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, I but knew that would happen. Sorry. Hand, with like extra resources and stuff behind them, maybe Bethesda can actually focus more on making good games again, rather than on just the business end of everything. Yeah. Well, because. Mm. Fallout 76, I don't think, was made with the intention of, oh, we're going to make this real good game we want to make <laughs> behind it. <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh, let's see if we can get some cash. Yeah. Kyle, throwing it to you. You like you? like I don't think you've ever played a Bethesda game. Never mind care about um, Bethesda in their daily life. Um, but as an outsider, I guess, this is kind of... this is To me, this is on a similar level at this point of what if someone picked up sega <laughs> so pick picture that in your head how would you be feeling right now do you feel like what are your overall thoughts on a big basically one of the big seven publishers is just now kind of fan has snapped out of existence and is part of microsoft to be honest mm-hmm. i kind of thought that microsoft already bought bethesda <laughs> i thought that already happened like a few months ago it did but the the contract has oh. only just been sealed they it's okay it's been like yeah, nine months eight six months wild. something like that it's been a while okay. but it's only just happened now they are now an xbox just making sure yeah. i'm not going crazy no it's not that, like i swear i've heard about this before yeah and not I, recently <laughs> yeah i don't know if we mentioned it on the podcast when it actually happened but um it's it's over now todd howard is a microsoft empl- um, employee so um, Hooray. anyway um i i don't really have an opinion i have i didn't have any interest in playing bethesda games before yeah even less interest now because i've never owned an xbox oops oh well oops yeah only good consoles (laughs) i mean is the x microsoft makes good consoles the xbox consoles have always been pretty well made no they're they're really well made they're probably the best made consoles on the market in terms of yeah except for the 360 the 360 launch model was absolute garbage but the rest of them have been pretty solid um critical existence failure 
Yeah, ex- especially the new ones like um, the One X and the Series X been really well made. Um, it's always been the lack of games, which has always led me away because they had Halo, they have right. for they have Halo, which I don't care about. They have Gears, which I don't care about, and they have Forza, which I do like, but not enough to spend five hundred dollars on a console every uh, six years. So. To me, this Bethesda thing's interesting because I see it both ways, you know? Like, a load of Xbox people are happy because now they've got this massive studio that's an exclusive. And I'm like, yeah, Microsoft needs an exclusives. So, yeah, probably a smart move. But I don't know how sustainable buying all the studios up is in comparison to doing what Sony does most of the time, which is make a studio from scratch and build that up because they make like everyone everyone seems to be comparing nowadays oh it's fine when playstation takes insomniac and i'm like yeah playstation took a 200 person company or whatever like okay they took one studio bethesda's a publisher there is a dozen studios like there's like how many studios under bethesda like six like (laughs) that they just own themselves yeah. But, but, but yeah there's there's quite a few tango gameworks if you remember tango yeah. there's there's, there's so many tango. there's so many this one, i don't get to play their games anymore <laughs> it's huge my main problem is 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 this because it's good for microsoft but is this a are we getting ourselves into a bad situation where now it's just every publisher is anyone's game like is it are we going to get to a point now where okay they bought bethesda are we going to get to a point where sega Sega is bought by someone now are we going to have sega gone are we going to have all these other middle tier i feel like we're going to end up if xbox carries on the way that they're doing which they're not going to stop because phil spencer's just sitting there on his stack of money going we have you now and then points to tim (laughs) schaefer and he phases away into the xbox ecosystem um (laughs) But it's going to be interesting because it's like, I don't, like, it's good for them, but at the same time, it's really bad for the games industry because it becomes more of a monopoly. Like, yeah. There's always yeah. been it's a like bit we've seen of this, I think we've you're, seen you're this kind of thing happen. Or, uh, while I was talking, I compared it to Disney just buying everything under the sun. And yeah, and that's yeah. bad. Like, it, I, I think... I think it's fair enough, but here's my thing. This is the thing that's really been pissing me off as of recent. And <laughs> You can say if you disagree, say if you agree, whatever. What I fucking hate is when some major, massive company with billions of dollars rolls up and goes, we own you now. And then the (laughs) audience reaction is, yay, they bought them out. Monopoly, Monopoly, (laughs) fuck yes, fuck independence. We love Microsoft, we love Sony. I hate, like... It just doesn't make sense to me. (laughs) It reminds me of when Disney bought Fox and everyone was like, yeah, we get X-Men and MCU now. Yeah. Yeah, And then every every smart person's like, no, because now they've got a major control in the film industry because another big distributor's gone out of the the ecosystem. (laughs) And, you know, everyone's, everyone in the industry has done these acquisitions before. This isn't, this is not oh this is not like brand new thing you know you've had insomniac you've had sucker punch being acquired in the past you've had all these things but i think bethesda is so fucking big that it scares me yeah. like it genuinely scares me like to the point of xbox game pass is great i really like what they're doing with it but at the same time it's terrifying that they're going to this length to steal like to basically have everything on game pass and only game pass it's 
it reminds me of early Netflix, which <laughs> it's working. To be fair, Microsoft's doing better than Netflix because they're not just buying the license to their games. They're just buying the fucking studios at this point. They're like, they're not going to Tim Schafer. Oh, can we put Broken Age on Game Pass? We're like, we own your ass. Get get, get Broken Age <laughs> on Game Pass. <laughs> Same with Todd Howard. It'll be like, oh yeah, you. <laughs> I go when you said early Netflix, my head went too far back into where they would mail you the DVDs. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Imagine if they did. Imagine if they did. Dude, I remember that. Yeah. Same. Good days. Um, could the Game Pass still kicking it that way? Uh, imagine, imagine still doing <laughs> that. Uh, but no, you know, it just it scares me. Of it's not like early Netflix where it's like, oh, one day all everyone else will have a streaming service and they'll all be streaming it, which is what you'd ex- you'd ex- <clears throat> you'd expect because you don't want really a monopoly in the industry. But the way Microsoft's currently doing it, which is yoink your mind, yoink your mind, yoink your mind, they're not going for the rights. They're going for the fucking publishers and the developers to the point where I'm like, this is going to be really bad. Source. This is going to be really bad in a couple of years because Microsoft isn't going to fucking lose that battle. If this is what it's going to come to, Microsoft sits on a, a vault of money. They are Scrooge McDuck and they're sitting there going, <laughs> <laughs> you're mine now. Because if it does come to that, if it does come to a point where Sony and Microsoft are the only two that have these services, Microsoft can outbid for every fucking thing that they want and own everything that they want. And that kind mm-hmm. of scares me. Not because I like Sony or I hate Microsoft. I don't. I don't have any allegiance to a fucking company because I'm not an idiot. But at the same time, <laughs> it scares me because when we get to that point, Microsoft's going to be the Disney. And that's terrifying to me because mm-hmm. I really don't want the games industry to just become Game Pass. Because <laughs> as much as I yeah. like Game Pass, it's not a sustainable future in my eyes anyway. But there we go. I tend to agree. With Game Pass, it seems that a lot of people who use it will be like, okay, I would never buy this game, but it's good enough for Game Pass. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if people just rest on that bar of quality, we're going to, we would quit getting really great things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, especially as Microsoft and Sony would tend to be like, oh, well, if we're making them for a subscription service, why would we put all this money into it when it might only peak subscribers a little bit then you get the netflix model where you've just got a certain amount of money to go around to everybody based on percentage values it's kind of a scary future um it's weird it's like yeah microsoft has exclusives now that's good because it gives me a reason to one day pick up an xbox so i can see what mess todd howard's made next but at the same time (laughs) it's kind of scary the future they're going to so i can't go and round of applaud them for fucking buying out a publisher (laughs) Also, does this mean Elder Scrolls Six is going to be Xbox exclusive? Hundred percent, yeah, hundred percent, yeah. Okay, well, well, Xbox and PC. I don't know about Starfield. Hmm. I think Starfield is the one that's currently in the gray area because we don't know if because they're saying they're filling out like they're they're running the contracts <laughs> out. Anything that they have a contract with, like with Deathloop, like with Ghostwire, they're running those out. Um, Probably with Indiana Jones too. Just gonna throw potentially that out with Indiana Jones and. And that deal before they did the actual acquisition there. Yeah, potentially with them, and then um, potentially with I'm going to turn you up a tiny bit, Hunter. Hang on, uh, and potentially with Starfield as well, just because yeah. Starfield has been in the works for so long, and I believe they've already had conversations with like every body about it. That I feel like if that's coming this year, which it might be, 
then that might be also on everything. But then other than that, I assume everything else is... Phil Spencer was very clear this week and said... If if we if they said he said we want everyone to know that it's gonna be on it's gonna be in places where there's Game Pass, which basically just means Xbox and PC. Um, so it'll be interesting to see, which it makes sense. They, you don't spend seven billion dollars to then go. Yes, everyone can have my toys. I bought it to share. I don't think that's really how it works. And Minecraft's a special um, circumstances game where it was already on everything, and I feel like they make too much money off that. But there you go. Enough talking about Xbox and Bethesda for now. Um, this kind of goes into a topic, thinking of Bethesda games Hunter, that you want to talk about. So I'll pass the torch to you as you try and explain right. to me and Kyle what the hell we're supposed to be talking about. <laughs> Please. Yeah. I have okay. no idea. It's... Talking about how the future of games could potentially be going to a scary place. Mm. I figured it'd be interesting to look back at where games have been already. Oh gosh, uh, ten or so years, and see how they've changed. Mm-hmm. This was pretty much brought on by a conversation I was having the other day, and my brother was like, "I think games have kind of started to get less good over the past several years," and I was like, "Hmm." I don't know if I agree with that one, buddy. Mm-hmm. So the so, so you, you yeah go on. I'll let you finish. <laughs> yeah. So I figured we could just take a look at I don't know things like just take a look at some of the games that have come out, like check back ten years, see what was mm-hmm. out then compared to what was out last year, and then see how like the business has trended since then as well. I mean, it's an interesting point. Because, to me, the worst generation that we've had out of all the generations I've experienced, which is from PS1 and 64 onwards, um, and even a bit before that, to me, the worst generation we've had was the PS3 360 generation. That was, to me, the worst generation that we've had by a long shot. Yeah. So when everyone says, oh, have games gotten worse in the last 10 years? I'm like, well, we're comparing it here to the worst generation (laughs) here. If we went if we went from PS2 to PS3, I'd be like, yeah, they they kind of have got a bit worse. But now I'm like, yeah, you have your shit. But I feel like it's very much the P- since the PS4, we've been back up on that upwards momentum. Um, mm-hmm. I tend to agree there. It's not like the PS3 didn't have good things on it, but I feel like okay, so the overwhelming major- it feels like the genre that everything in the PS4 generation tend to tended to land on got oversaturated was the open world rpg right oh i've had enough oh, of those fuckers yeah, yeah i've had enough yeah, of those exactly. fuckers this same the ps3 you played one was... i've only played like two of them of the ps3 era was bro shooters much mm. worse much much worse i mean i'm still feeling the fatigue on first person shooters to the point where whenever i play a new first person shooter these days i'm like this is the fucking worst i still hate <laughs> this like i've played too many of them like <laughs> Even good ones that people consider good. I remember playing in 2013 Bioshock Infinite and going, this is boring. I'm sick of shooting people. (laughs) And here we are later being like, playing whatever. And I'm like, yeah, this is just boring as fuck. If there's one genre I can't stand anymore, it is corridor shooters. And I'm sure Doom (laughs) might fix that problem for me. But I feel like Doom will be an exception, not a rule where I am so fucking sick. If I have to play one more fucking campaign shooter, I'm done. 
I'm absolutely <laughs> fucking done. It isn't really a corridor based. It's more like you get open rooms and things to yeah. hide rather than like just sit here at point A with some cover and shoot at point B until you get the courage to run at point B and the monsters despawn. Yeah, like Ethan. Yeah. Have you have you ever heard of a game called BPM Bullets Per Minute? Yeah, I've, I've seen little bits of it. I have um I've not dabbled in it, but yeah. I have. I was thinking that might be something interesting. For those who don't know, it's basically like a first person shooter where you do everything to the tune of the to like the beat of yeah. the song. It's so cool. Mm -hmm. It's like it's Cadence of Hyrule if it wanted to be a first person shooter. Yeah. Or Crypto the Necrodancer, I guess. Mm -hmm. To be more accurate. But no, it's that. That probably is something that's probably more up my alley. But man, I'm so sick of the general Dubro um, <laughs> shooter, which is kind of to mark your point about have games progressed. I feel like the game industry always does this thing where they all settle on one fucking game type for <laughs> five years and release nothing but that, and then wait till <laughs> one person sticks their head up and goes, "I've got a bit of innovation here," and then like piranha, they all swarm it and go, "This is the new thing." Yeah, Breath yeah. of the Wild. I can't wait. PS5 generation. The all these games on the next Switch and on the Xbox Series X. I can't wait for them all to just be Breath of the Wild. And we already started seeing that happen. Yeah, we already started seeing yep. stuff like that with you know gods and monsters and whatever. Genshin Impact. Genshin. Yeah. yeah. But even I'm just Horizon to an extent. I mean, Horizon, Horizon came out at the same both, time. Those were at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It was released before. Technically, Horizon <laughs> was first. So uh, yeah. Alnuma copied Horizon in a month and he made Breath of the Wild. That's the canon, right? I think it was actually a week. Uh, There's like a week between them. Um, yeah. <laughs> Literally a week. Yeah, fast copying of the homework. But no, it's like, if you look at every thing, it's like you got shooters. Open world games are so fucking done. I'm so done with them. The amount of PS4 open world games that were this generation. When you look at Sony's first party, as much as people love Sony's first party, 90% of the games that come out of Sony first party are fucking open world RPGs, and I'm sick of them now. Like, even with None good stuff, like God of War, or I'm like, if, still technically a fucking world. open world games, they're the over-the-shoulder third-person action. action game, yeah. Mm -hmm. I say the word Sony first party exclusive game, and you know exactly what I mean. You can see it in your head. <laughs> uh -huh. um, which I hope they change this generation, but it's one of those... It's the same with indie games. Like, indie games always seem to just... It's weird, because you think everyone would just make what they want to make, but even they seem to be following their own little trends and their own little niches. It was like every they all, indie they all game... They have like their own little style to them. Every indie game was a 2D platformer when Meat Boy was yeah. around. Every yeah. game was like a... Like, roguelite is the thing to be now if you're an <laughs> indie game. Every fucker's yeah, doing a roguelite. Just... Yeah, everyone's doing a roguelite. Not but... was the first one to do it, but I yeah. think it's really... <laughs> Before that, yeah, before then, a couple of years ago, Metroidvanias, that was the shit that every mm -hmm. indie game developer was like, mm, yes, this is the thing. Um, Did anything? Did Under I imagine Undertale spawned a lot of copycats. Uh, Undertale is pretty much a handful. with any kind of uh, pixely 2D RPG kind of thing. Like, I played okay. Icon last year and it didn't really feel that much like Undertale, but I saw comparisons to it because its art style was a little similar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically anything that's quirky. Yeah. I think Old every quirk. indie game developer kind of sits on that thing until, like, one comes out definitively on top. That's usually the reason, <laughs> like... It's like... Amnesia. 
when that came out, spawned a whole lot of copycats in the horror genre. Oh, fucking Five Nights and all that shit. Resident 7, a little bit I played of that, that feels very much like it was still trying to chase that to some extent. (laughs) Mm -hmm. It's like, it's interesting. But yeah, you, you have like the standout games that it's like, okay, like you have Undertale. You have like Stardew Valley where people are like, oh no, we're not gonna keep making those we're just gonna let those kind of sit which is usually where indie games usually do really well is they kind of all sit and then it's like when i think of indie game metroidvania now i think of hollow knight to the point where it's like all those other ones that tried i'm like fair fuck them off i know hollow knight <laughs> that's like that's that um or it's probably about it. i don't count always yeah. an xbox game i'm not counting i'm not counting <laughs> phil spencer and his fucking wallet full of money as an indie developer yeah phil hey it I love Phil. As an right. indie game. I, right. I do want to. I. I, sh- I feel like I should specify. I love Phil Spencer. He seems to be great. Um, he seems, <laughs> he to, be fucking... seems to be great. <laughs> like he seems to be a nice guy that plays. Like he actually plays games and shit. So I respect him. But man, does he need to stop whipping his wallet out to every fucking problem? Dude? Like that man is like, oh, buying up studios is wrong. Exclusives are wrong, guys. Exclusives are wrong because he's got his wallet out for giving Todd Howard money to buy Bethesda. You know, like that's the kind of thing he does. But anyway, all right, Todd. How many zeros in the check? Seven. seven? He said seven thousand. Oh no, seven billion. Okay, seven it's... billion. Oh fuck. I mean, I'm gonna have to fire my intern for this, but you know, fair enough. Let's just get just Bill. Do it. I need money. <laughs> Bill. Bill. Fucking Bill Gates just keeps looking at his bank account. He's like, "Where's that seven billion gone?" <laughs> <laughs> Turns on the news, sees that they've bought Bethesda. He's like, fucking Phil at it again, dude. <laughs> That's the last time I let him borrow the company credit card. <laughs> um, but back on back on whatever topic. Have games stagnated? <laughs> I feel like games stagnate in year periods, not like 10 years. I feel like every so often a new game comes out that revitalizes the industry, whether it's The Last of Us, whether it's Breath of the Wild, where everyone goes, oh... Games can be something more, and then people try for a couple of years, then they stagnate again, then something else shows up. I mean, PS4 generation, great example of that, because you just come out of PS3, Last of Us has just come out. Everyone was like, oh shit, actual storytelling in video games, that's cinema- like cinematic storytelling in video games, might actually be a feasible thing for everybody to do and make a shit ton of money from so what do you see in like every fucking single player game for the next like three or four years is nothing but narrative storytelling and i mean (laughs) sony's still doing it now they turned god of war from a hack and slash who cares about kratos into this really engaging story that the gameplay is like the back burner of that game really because everyone's just so engrossed in the world and the storytelling and you know Similar, like, say, Breath of the Wild, fucking hell, everyone's just going to do that now of, oh, what if we have 20 ways to solve a puzzle? Um, (laughs) Or what if an open world doesn't have 20 million markers on it? I mean, Ubisoft's going to have to fucking hit themselves with a rubber band like six million times to get that fucking habit (laughs) out of their system. Like, damn it, we put a marker on the map again. Like, fucking snap. Um, But no, 10 years? Nah. PS3 fucking sucked. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it, was, it wasn't my favorite for sure. Like there are a few standouts from it, like but these were all before that, before the end of it either. It was towards the beginning with like Metal Gear Solid Four or Dragon Age. Towards the later half of the PS3, I was like, oh, I'm not really liking that much here. 
Yeah, I mean, what? Right, one question. One, I will actually give you this. One place. There's one company that has stagnated in the past ten years, and you know who I'm gonna say because they've released like a couple of good games, but fucking Nintendo has done the biggest stagnation. They used to be innovators, and except for Breath of the Wild, they have not fucking innovated on anything recently i'll give you breath of the wild i'll maybe give you splatoon because they kind of re-envisioned what they thought you could do with a third person shooter they're the only two examples mario odyssey is a great fucking 3d platformer but But there's nothing innovative in that to me there's nothing that screams oh only nintendo could have done that that if you give you give toys for bob that money they probably could have done something similar to that you could have given it to anybody and they probably would have i mean something later I'm not talking about that. Fuck, fuck <laughs> Lou, come on the show so you can answer for your crimes. <laughs> but, like you were saying, Ethan, with Mario Odyssey, um, even Hat in Time was able to do something similar, and that was with an indie developer team. And Hat in Time's great. I love Hat in Time. Yeah, it's one of my favorite 3D platformers. And then, uh, and to give another example: Playtonic with Ukulele and the Impossible Lair, the 2D mm-hmm. uh, platformer they did to me, is the best Donkey Kong Country game that's ever been made. <laughs> and it's an indie game. It's an indie but studio again. But does it again. have new funky mode? No, it doesn't. But it also doesn't well, have then. bullshit platforming that you have to trial and error. So, you know, wins and losses, I guess. Um, but no, Nintendo, to me, is like but the only... Funky Kong? I mean, Nintendo's, <laughs> Nintendo, to me, has truly, like, stagnated because all the good games that come out of Nintendo right now, like Monolith... Is the people that are, like Monolith with Xenoblade? They're doing a great job, but they're Bless working out. Soft. They're doing they're doing all of Nintendo's hard work because every fucking game that Nintendo makes <laughs> nowadays, it always says something at the end like "World designed by Monolith." It's like they can't even do anything <laughs> without Mon- Monolith. When they you look have to at help the... with fucking Animal Crossing. Yeah, they happen. Like, they help... What were they even doing in Animal Crossing where they needed Monolith to step in? World design, I assume. Like I'm just like. When I, like... <laughs> Terrain but generation? you can design the world in that game. No clue. The credits of Animal Crossing should say "World Design." You. <laughs> we just made a, a fucking a island. <laughs> Put that on the back of the box. We just made fucking island. You do the rest. <laughs> um, but Once no, Isabel no. decides your island looks good enough. Whatever oh, that fucking really. means. Yeah, still don't know. I've been playing it for a year, and I still don't know what the fuck <laughs> how to get five stars. No clue. Um, yeah. Eh. Flowers. Nah. Yeah. Um, I tried that; it didn't work. But Why no. is Animal Crossing so hard? <laughs> like looking at those games that I have behind me, man. Like honestly, it, it does feel like Nintendo's kind of hit a plateau re- in recent years. Mm-hmm. Um, even, which I wish they would get even out. like Nintendo's old ideas. Like take a look at the Wii U's eShop that had so much backwards compatibility with N sixty four, DS, and Game Boy Advance. All that's just gone on Switch. In exchange, we have Nintendo Switch Online services, which give you NES and SNES, which oh, get updated fixed. like get updated like once a month with two games getting added. Right. I'm gonna say this controversial opinion time. Why not? Apparently, we're just going off the ropes for everything today. But um, unpopular opinion. I've never touched the NES or SNES online at all, especially NES. I think unless you grew up with NES games, there is fucking no value for me in that. Like, honestly, most of them, I I feel like there is no value. The thing with NES games is it seems like they just made them better in the SNES era, so... Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. 
aside from just seeing what Zelda one was like, there was no <laughs> real reason for me to go and play all of it besides after playing a link to the past. Exactly. Not, you know? Zelda 1 is just a lot of, I hope you enjoy solving this puzzle, which has next to no direction on how to solve. Mm. Yeah, hope you exactly. can figure out what tile on this wall to bomb yeah, so that exactly. you can get what you need out of it. Yeah. Enjoy um, that one, kids. You know, when you brought up the eShop and stuff like that, I've got a new uh, proposal for you, Hunter. Game developers haven't stagnated, but the industry as a whole has. Yeah, I'd say the business has more, most likely. Like, everyone's trying to find ways to gouge you for your money now, in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. Like, even if you, you could make it solid game, and then even just games that have no business having microtransactions will have them. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, we went through the whole loot box debacle in the past uh decade to the point now where except for like ultimate team and a handful of games everyone else has just kind of gone bad juju and fucked them away like kind of even activision's like no we don't want to do those anymore we're just gonna activision makes me laugh because they're like we can just sell t we can just sell the skin for twenty dollars why put it in a random thing where we can just sell each of them for twenty dollars and that somehow <laughs> works and i'm like what okay um but no the industry seems to have been very shitty in the past 10 years. I'll give you that much. <laughs> yeah. I feel like a lot of the industry is just kind of falling back on people's nostalgia. That's another trend. That everyone keeps, seems to be looking backwards rather than forwards recently. Exactly. Like, just look at how many remakes and remasters we've gotten recently. Mm -hmm. Or yeah, even just re reimaginings of old games. Hey, it's PS2 yeah. generation time, boys. Let's go. We're just going to keep going. I can't wait for them to remake the PS3 games now in color. That'll be great. Love it. <laughs> they should do, they should advertise it as that. They could be like, oh yeah, Fallout 3 now in color. And then they just show before and it's just gray. And then they show it now and it's... It's so like a Fallout game. I don't know if that would help them. The thing, with, the thing with Fallout games is it seems like being ugly is part of the intended experience. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that's Bethesda's engine at this point. Like, But the thing is, Fallout 4 came out in, what, 2015? That's four years after Skyrim. Skyrim looks better than it. Yeah, true. I mean, <laughs> I haven't really played much of Fallout 4. I own it, but I haven't really um, touched it, so... <laughs> I could never get into Fallout. It just doesn't interest me, but no. Um, I don't know. Game industry's whack. I don't know. Don't know what to add. They, they, they are very nostalgia-blinded. do try to rest on nostalgia a lot, and there's ways to do that while still pushing forward. Yeah. Uh, in one of the Supergiant documentaries that I watched, their whole goal that they described is making games that make you feel like you did when you were a kid. But still, you know, it's still something new. They're still trying to accomplish something that other people haven't done or can't do. And they always <laughs> manage to pull that off. That's why I tend to like them so much. I think the fact that I love Transistor nearly as much as something like Devil May Cry or Metal Gear or <laughs> Zelda, these games that I played when I was a kid, is proof that you can find a way to make something new and good. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with taking an old idea and saying, what can we do with it now? And how can we improve yeah. that idea? I think that's 
how a lot of great games of the past generation did kind of show up, right? You've got yeah. like kind of one you've got like, one example of that is um uh Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds, mm-hmm. which is basically just a full take it took the world of Link to the Past and said, Okay, what can we do with this and how can we make it feel like it's its own thing rather than just a one to one remake of Link to the Past, but in three D. Yeah. And I I really respect Link Between Worlds for doing that. It did it had a lot of really cool ideas and it kept yeah. the whole switch between light and dark world aspect. Use that in a new <laughs> innovative way and I really like it. It added a whole new element to the game too. I think it actually makes the game better than the Link to the Past for it. Yeah. I own it. I can't add anything. I own it. <laughs> Guess what I'm gonna say, guys? I own it, but I haven't played it. What a riot. Um It's okay, no. I never finished it. Oh good. <laughs> Great job, everyone. Um Hey, I didn't have a we didn't have a podcast back when I was playing it. <laughs> no reason to finish it. Um, Hell yeah. But no, I don't know. I don't know if I have anything else to add. Um hmm. to your question, Hunter. I don't know. Um, what do you think it... about? What do you think about the? Because that's what felt like the clear dip is the PS3 era. What do you think about it? Led to things just kind of being a little meh by comparison to the ones around it. I don't know. Um, well, to me, it's not even just the PS3 and 360. I also chuck in the Wii with that personally. Oh, I'm talking. Yeah, I'm but talking that's about all of it together. It's the same PS3. It's easier than saying off. It's because... I don't know. On the Wii, the reason the Wii didn't thrill me is because, one, I was the one person in the world that didn't own a Wii. So I just watched in from (laughs) everyone else's. My experience of the Wii was what everyone else's experience was on day one, where I'd go to a friend's house, play Wii Sports, and go, oh, that's fun, and then move away. I never had the day-to-day life of, okay, now that I'm bored of Wii Sports, what the fuck do I do with this thing? Um, which a lot of people had. Um, so I wouldn't really know. I can't really speak to the Wii that much, but nothing on the Wii ever stood out to me. But We had Mario Kart Wii to tide us over for, like, seven years. It's fine. You poor, poor children. Nah, dude, it was great. Nintendo it was a basically... good time. Yeah, you guys, you, ba- you, made the, you made the best out of a terrible situation. That's why. You're all trauma. Like, you're all trauma. Nah, that game's great. Yeah, you're all filled with trauma. It's not. Dude, um, Martin Kart Wii is so fucking tight. It, 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 it's oh, man. Yeah. controls. It's an it's, it's an acquired taste, man. You had to grow up with Mario Kart Wii. If you didn't grow up with <laughs> Mario Kart Wii, and you go back and try and play it when everyone else is like, it's the best thing ever, and then you sit in there and you're like, nah, this is jank as shit. You had to be there. It's very much the definition it's, of you had to be there game. It's a game that feels good to be good at. Yeah, Which but... I like love. Yeah, but I can get that from other games. I don't need to go to Mario Kart Wii to do that. Um, but what was but no with the PS3 and 360, the thing that's so uninteresting to me was just every game was so cookie cutter. Like it genuinely was. Like every game was the same. It was big white guy with gun facing either towards the camera or towards the horizon and it was like that was it with a logo and it didn't matter what it was who was making it it didn't matter if it was insomniac with resistance it doesn't matter if it's fucking 
Bioshock, it doesn't matter to me if it's even the garbage games like Haze that I don't know why I remember exist. It's like... <laughs> to me, like, there's so many generic shooters that are all, like, completely fine, and there was nothing incredible to me. Like, when you think of PlayStation... When you think of Xbox exclusives on the 360, you think of, like, Halo 3, which was the first Halo game on the 360, I believe. Or was it Halo 2? Was Halo 2 a 360 game? I feel like that was a late Xbox game. Um, I could be wrong. Shall I look this up? I'm going to look this up real quick. I think it had to have been, because Halo, Halo 1 was, like, 2001. Halo 2 was released on... Yeah, source is Wikipedia, by the way, guys. Uh, Xbox right. One, yeah, no Xbox One, guys, no Xbox. I meant to say, yeah, I was like, oh, shit, yeah, released this year. Yeah, I meant to say the first Xbox might be, might be, yeah, and then yeah, 2007 was Halo Three, right? So here's my point proven, right? 360. What games did it have? It had Halo Three, which everyone loved, and then maybe Gears, both fucking shooters, and that's it. Like those are the two games to me that scream. 360. Mm-hmm. What's the PS3 have? Uncharted <clears throat> and Last of Us. And then if you're talking like if people were really inclined to go out of their way, Infamous and like Little Big Planet. <laughs> <laughs> and I love Little yeah. Big Planet as much as the next person. Little Big Planet's Not fucking great. But so were I didn't own a PS3, so were there just like no 3D platformers? Oh, there were plenty. There was. Or, you had Little Big Planet. Just you had no, like no yeah. series. No, there was this. Ratchet no. and Clank got its future series on PS3. Okay. Ratchet and Clank oh. got Tools of Destruction, Quest for Booty, A Crack in Time, Nexus, All for One. There was a shit ton of Ratchet and Clank games on the PS3. Um, I feel like I missed one as well. Um, but Ratchet and Clank was very much prominent, uh, and you got a Sly game. In the last six months of the PS3's life cycle, a Sly game. and you got two little big planet games. Other than that, you didn't really have much in terms of 3D platformers. It was basically mm. dead, especially considering towards the end of the generation, platformers, 3D platformers, just kind of seemed like it was dead. Now that was kind of a dead genre. Um, yeah, yeah like, it was kind of dying. It was it was dying slash dead during PS3. Was the first 3D platformer I think I played <laughs> in the PS4 generation. It was like new. Also, I'm an idiot, so before anyone comments, uh, Little Big Planet's a 2D platformer, not even a 3D platformer. 2.5, if we're going to stretch that one, you can move up and down a tiny bit. Um, <laughs> but I digress. So yeah, you had, you had Ratchet and Clank and you had Sly and that was about it. So everything was just a shooter. That's why I dislike the PS3 generation looking back, is I can look at all these games and they were either shooters... Or there were some great little innovative games that did some new stuff that I really liked. There was this little one called Assassin's Creed 2, which was really great. It's a shame they made 26 more of them and kept it at the same quality. <laughs> because, man, I really hate when people always laugh at Assassin's Creed. And I'm like, nah, but when Assassin's Creed 2 came out, it just hit fucking different. It was really good. It was new. It was interesting. <laughs> and then they just made a shit ton more. It was not, you know, assaulting my ocular cavities several years in a row all yeah. the time in like the fall without fail yeah but there were some good games on the ps3 generate fucking batman arkham asylum absolute yeah, classic love that game it still is it's aged really fucking well so is city yeah. um city is also really good you're either a city person or a silent person when i was a kid i very much preferred city going back and playing them i kind of think arkham asylum's a better game um but 
I think I think City is still very good. City was usually my answer for the best one too, but I I don't know maybe the open world fatigue thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I feel is having the the much more enclosed Metroidvania kind of asylum thing was so much more interesting. Um, but you had those interesting games that were there every now and again. I mean, I should just look over here and look at the series that started on PS3, but I can't think of any really. Um, there were there were games, but Dragon Age was. Dragon Age is probably the I mean, it helps if I put my glasses on and actually check. Uh, in the PS3 generation that stayed with me. But aside from that, like things that were already there, like Metal Gear, Dead Will May Cry, were the other ones that I still remember for the most part. Mm-hmm. Oh, Red so, Dead. Oh, Red Dead. Can't have Eamon kill me again for forgetting Red Dead on an important <laughs> fucking topic. So there you go, Eamon. Um hope you're watching so that i remember red dead redemption is one of my favorite games of all time and it's in that generation so um there are innovative games they're just very few and far between even gta 4 to me is the gta game that everyone cares the least about to me like out from three onwards obviously the gta 1 and 2 which everyone just kind of <laughs> goes yeah it's like persona dude like three, and up, three and up three and up three and up um but Whenever I hear people speak highly of GTA, it's always either 5 or San Andreas or 3. No one ever... Mm-hmm. I don't really see anyone going, nah, the best GTA game was GTA 4. I hear good things about the DLC, but not the uh, the actual game <laughs> itself. Um, so yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting generation. The... But now, Ethan, the other word I heard you throwing out a lot was the word innovation. Yes. You want to talk about motion controls... Which was a huge focal point of this generation. <laughs> Between the Wii, which is what it built on motion controls, and then the PlayStation Move and the Xbox whatever. Uh, the Jewel the, the, the Shock 3 also had six axes within it, which was motion controls in its uh, controller. Everyone forgets about that. Um, oh, I remember that. I can see yeah. Batman was gliding. Yeah, I also remembered another reason why I hate the fucking PS3 generation. Heavy Rain. There's another reason to Heavy despise rain. that fucking Jason. Jason. Fucking hate that. Fucking hate that game so much. It's so bad. People that think Heavy Rain is good need to fucking go back and <laughs> listen to the words that are coming from that game and go, yeah, that's terrible writing. How much power it seems to have given David Cage. Too much power. <laughs> Too much know, fucking right? power. Um, but now motion controls fucking sucked still like i feel like gyro is the point where we're at where this is where it should stay and i'm like this is fair enough for me where you know having the option to kind of move the controller slightly up or down for finer movements that's what motion controls is good for not the connect fucking (laughs) god forbid the connect jeez All I think about with the Kinect is how they fucked with Rare for so many years, forcing them to make Kinect stuff, mm-hmm. and also think watching Peter Molyneux with that stupid demo. Does anyone remember that stupid demo from Peter Molyneux? You've got to remember this, Hunter. There was like this kid, there was like this kid, like this AI kid or whatever, and it was the dumbest shit ever, where it was like, this, he's like, this is your kid or something. He's like, yeah, he'll, he'll, he'll learn things from you. He'll fuck it. It's Peter Molyneux spouting his absolute bullshit like, like he always does. And he's like, and I had this woman go, like, playing catch with the kid where she's throwing a fake ball and the ball shows up on the screen. And it was the worst. I hate <laughs> it. It's so dumb. And it was shit. 
and it was just it, Peter Molyneux can be added to the list of snake oil merchants in the games industry. Um, I fucking hate him, but <laughs> but um, connect garbage. PlayStation Move. I had PlayStation Move. Hello, one person that didn't own a Wii, the one person that did own the PlayStation Move as well. Um, uh. Can you believe it? But it was just the Wii. Tiny bit better, tiny bit more accurate. Nothing to it. And then the Wii. Cool, yeah. great gimmick, dude. I've got and even to then, it took Nintendo way too long to even make per like accurate motion controls with the Wii Motion Plus. And yeah. even then, I don't think that the Wii Motion Plus was like the yeah. most groundbreaking. Accurate is a, accurate. a loose, a generous word. Yeah, generous it, adjective. yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's like saying that the Wii U was mildly successful. <laughs> When really it was massively a failure. Um, I mean, when the motion controls worked, they worked. Like, yeah. Skyward yeah, right. Sword yeah, but you wouldn't say that. You wouldn't say that about a car, though, would you? You wouldn't say, "Oh, but you know, when it works, it works. It's just ninety percent of the time you crash and die." <laughs> like, you wouldn't go, "Oh, get I mean, me in if, that car, if baby." If video fails to function properly, sometimes I'm also not going to die because of it. So yeah, but. Yeah. That's, you shouldn't I can, accept. I can you shouldn't go. You shouldn't, that yeah. a game and not a car. I'm just saying, dude. <laughs> if you're if you're giving something like a sixty percent like working rate, I'm just like you wouldn't let that slide in a car or a plane. So don't let it slide with Nintendo. They have enough money to make it work properly. Well, I mean, when I played Skyward Sword, I didn't have any issues with the motion <laughs> controls, but I don't doubt that they existed yeah. because I heard nothing but people saying that the motion controls were unresponsive. Yeah, back when the game was coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I don't doubt the issues are there, but I never had any. It's like how when I played Ocarina of Time as a kid, I had the like original cartridge. So before they like changed all the stuff about it, like the Fire Temple music. And oh yeah, I, I got to have all that stuff. So oh, oh, nice. so years later, when people were talking about all these changes, I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> What do you mean? It's right here. Yeah, yeah. it's right there. <laughs> yeah. Listen um, to this cool chanting in the fire temple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man. <laughs> what, a, what a shame I won't be spending $60 to actually experience this game. It's really tragic. <laughs> truly tragic. Yeah, you that. can skip out on Skyward Sword. Uh, it's worry, good for, did, uh, it's good for a, a playthrough. IMO. Hey, who knows? Maybe if I if I have the money to burn at that point and it's out and there's nothing else going, I'll be like, yeah, maybe. But we've got so much stuff coming out this year that I'm like, oh, the last okay, thing. Yeah. Ethan, you can use the control stick to swing the sword now. Oh, don't get me fucking but started. Good luck people... figuring out how to turn the camera. People that I hate. People that I hate. Number one, people that. <laughs> yeah, how are you going to turn? The... Yeah, right. People that I hate. I know we said earlier people that clap at fucking monopolies making fucking <laughs> dumb decisions like that. That's my streamer, dude. When Phil Spencer takes streamer. his wallet out. Um, two, it's number two people I hate. People that applaud Nintendo when they don't deserve applause are people that I also hate. When people are like, we fixed it by doing this dumb broken method instead of just completely remaking the game with a good control scheme and everyone's like, good job everyone, $60, here it is, you can wiggle the stick, it's magical. Like, no, fuck that. Dumb. Dumb people. I mean, people were talking about how you would translate that control scheme over 
I was mm-hmm. I said something about that being what they would do because it's as good as you could get. You get yeah. each direction at least, and you know, not being able to control the camera is just kind of the price you pay for the older game. <laughs> right. Like if anything, it, it would have it to go back. Like that's in the original version either. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. And like, if uh, anything, it would probably just go back to like how it was in Ocarina of Time and Majora when you just Z-targeted to turn the camera behind you. Yeah, I think that's... Uh, I could be wrong, because it's been a while since I've played Skyward Sword, but I'm pretty sure that's how it worked. Because... This is the Wii didn't have an extra joystick. He had the one. Right. Right. So, right. Here's my question to you then. This is a, kind of in line of the games industry. What's the point of a remake, remaster or a remake? What's the point of it? That's my question to you. Is uh, what is, you... is 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 the point of a remaster to just make the game playable on a new set of hardware? Or is it going let's rework this game to work with a new piece of hardware. That's my question. Because Uh, my whole thing with Skyward Sword is, if you're not going to put the effort in to actually make it a game that's made for that system, don't fucking bother. That's my opinion of, it's kind of like, oh, yeah, we've made it so that you can use the controller in this really fucking dodgy way that that probably feels awful. But I'm like, what's the point? Like, surely, if you're going to go back and do something again and not be a lazy cash grab, you should actually fix the problem so that it works on new hardware. I mean, Skyward Sword had a lot of problems, and the most notable one was a bunch of backtracking. But that, at that point, would take an entire overhaul of the game to fix. Mm -hmm. There's a difference between porting something to make it just available to you and then like changing it entirely like Resident Evil 2 did mm-hmm. for example. Yeah, but here's the thing and It would be nice if everyone wanted to do that, sure, but you know, not everyone has the time or resources to. Yeah, but Nintendo does. Well, That's yeah. the thing so it's, like, like... It's, like, it's like Phil Spencer going, oh we don't have enough money to do this <laughs> when you've just seen him spend 7 billion, you know? like It's like... <laughs> I could imagine maybe feeling sore about that later, but Skyward Sword isn't that old yet. I smell bullshit. As opposed to the uh, previous games. Like, it's a little... Like, it's a little weird that Nintendo would just port Mario 64 and not do anything to it. (laughs) Because that game is, you know, older than me. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. But I can... With the Mario 64 thing, I can kind of accept that, because there's two other games that they've bundled in there, whereas Skyward Sword is literally the same fucking game, and they just stuck HD on it. It doesn't even look HD, they just stuck the word HD next to it and went, ta-da! It's not even like Wind Waker, where Wind Waker, it feels like, and I'm hoping that they prove me wrong, and when we get close to Skyward Sword's release, they're like, we fixed this, and this, and this, and we heard you hated fucking this, so we fixed it. And then I can go, okay, they've actually made some changes. But with Wind Waker, they fixed the Triforce quest. They made it mm-hmm. look up, they made it look a bit, they added quality of life improvements like the Swift Sail. They added a little stuff to make it feel like, oh, if you're gonna replay it, this is how you'd want it to now play, not be shit like it was before. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Skyward Sword, it's like, 
we've kind of made the controls kind of work if you don't want to wiggle your fucking Joy-Con around. I guess it works. I guess it's quote-unquote playable. And uh, $60, please. And I'm like... How am I going to Skyward Strike game? <laughs> it's just... It's what, an with interesting... the joysticks? Uh, because the whole thing was you have to take your Wii remote and like yeah, point, yeah, it, point it up. Yeah. That, I, uh, maybe click it in. <laughs> uh, it's just, oh, it's oh, that'd just... be interesting. Uh, I don't but know, no, um, he found a way to do it. I kind of forget what your question was, but what's the point of the I... remaster? Is the so... point just to make it available in whatever bare bones fucking thing you can put, or should the point of a remaster be to actually make it for that, make it suitable for that console that they're now porting it to? To be fair, Nintendo is. Here's the thing with Nintendo. is Nintendo's in a very unique camp with this kind of question because everyone else, you don't have to worry about this stuff. Like when they were like, oh, we want to bring Arkham Asylum to PS4. They didn't have to go, oh, but the fucking control scheme, guys. We had we had everyone shaking their fucking DualShock 3 like that when they're Batman. No, it wasn't happening. Like <laughs> The controls were easy. It was just the visuals and how what they want to change. Whereas with, with games for Nintendo with their fucking dodgy-ass control schemes as they always have, you've got to ask yourself, like, oh, should they be actually changing it so it works, or should they just be like, it, it's fine, it may, we'll make do. I think it is kind of weird that they would even make this dual-stick control setup when your Joy-Cons would work just fine. Because mm-hmm. Joy-Cons have better motion sensors than the Wiimote did. Yeah. And we motion plus, so it's kind of the uh, reason they made the dual stick thing is for because if you made people play with exclusively the Joy Cons and swinging them, you would mm-hmm. have to play docked or or like straight up the uh, light switch couldn't do it. Right, I. <laughs> Okay, I always forget the Switch is also a portable console. Yeah, I have all... never moved it out of its home. But instead yeah. of, but <laughs> instead of instead of shaking your sword around like fucking this, couldn't they have added touch controls in that regard for handheld? That's possible. Yeah, I guess that would. Have be you one. swiped the touch screen instead? Instead of, I don't know, <laughs> like, just wait. Like, yeah. like Spirit Track, like Spirit Track. Yeah, exactly, dude, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. To me, you know, I don't know if people were exactly doing backflips over that control scheme either, but it would be a way to do it. You're right. I mean, I don't know. It's weird to me. Like, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just gonna wait. I'm, I can't wait for the videos of people with Joy-Con drift playing in the controller mode and having their <laughs> analog stick slightly forward constantly. So all you see is Link just going hut 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 constantly because the game just doesn't know how to fucking deal with it. So that'll be fun. <laughs> who knows no I don't know I just thought it was an interesting question anyway yeah I I don't know have we have we answered your question enough Hunter have games stagnated we've got we've been on a massive fucking chill vibe conversation I here. forgot we really how we got from point A to yeah, point B not know. gonna lie it's a pretty decent conversation hope you guys have put your lo-fi tunes on to just chill because like we've just been kind of zoned <laughs> out this whole time <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I guess with that out of the way, do we have anything that we want to talk about other than that, or are we good? 
it's a very short this is like the shortest episode we've done in like two months three months it's been a very yeah i don't know um i guess i have any hot takes uh, yeah, Toys for Bob can go fuck themselves with these patches. <laughs> Let's just talk about that real quick. <laughs> go for it, man. Crest for patch. I just wanna I just wanna mention this because now that we've got the chill out of the way we can get to being angry again, I guess. Um I'm gonna put my glasses on while I read the time how long each of these episodes have been real quick. Um but basically the PS5 version and the Series X version, don't get me started on the Series X version of Crash 4 came out the other day. Um and i'd like you guys to explain how this is possible uh yeah it's been since the game awards that an episode's been the short uh, it's been a while um but they patched like four glitches that we we only use by speedrunners uh all of the things that casuals that could find like the engine skip are still in the game um they only patched stuff that speedrunners would do and they only did it on the PS5, the Series X and S version, and the Switch version. The PS4 and the Xbox One still have them. Mm-hmm. So we're sitting here asking why. Why? Why did they do this? It's so why fucking infuriating. Yeah, it's so fucking infuriating as well. Because <laughs> I was just I was just the bearer of bad news that entire day. Because I was the person like I was the person there's like three people in the crash community that have a fucking next gen console. And one of them couldn't get the fucking update to download. So it was just basically um, myself and a Crash Runner Rico were just looking for stuff. So I just went to Dragon On going, oh, time to have some fun. Uh, and then just mass notes these massive cock block invisible walls everywhere. Um, no fun allowed. And then... Ugh. I guess we, it, we can kind of throw this into the old question with developers and stuff like that. Here's my question, to, especially to Hunter, right? Because you're not a speedrunner. Me and Kyle have a biased opinion on this. So here's my question to you. Glitches in games, if they don't affect the casual person, should Toys for Bob go out of their way and fuck with us and patch them out? That's my question to you. No, it's not hurting anybody. Usually glitches in games crack me up most of the time. Like, yeah. it's not critically affecting my experience. I'll get a little giggle out of the person. I'll get a little giggle out of the people in Red Dead who are acting like animals because <laughs> motion track. <laughs> yeah. I'll have a little giggle about that. It didn't ruin my experience at all. Honestly, yeah. it enhanced it. It just, yeah, exactly. Oh. But there's no reason to go out of your way to like if you if people want to play the game fast and found a way to make life easier for them in that respect. I don't see like, why you'd have to go out of your way to spite them. I think Patching the, yeah. skips out of a single player game is really just a dick move. Because yeah, you're playing by yourself. This is only affecting you and your game. Like, why would you get rid of it? They also like this is why. I was really mad in the disc in the in the crash discord the other day was I was just sitting there going they didn't even patch the easy baby shit out like I would have if they had patched engine which by the way here's a little tip for all you guys that are shit at crash right with the engine fighting crash 4 if you slide spin into him instead of just spinning him it'll skip the whole of the the guitar hero phase and just go straight to hitting him again that's a glitch that's very easy that casuals can do you just slide spin into him you skip the whole boss fight essentially doing that they left that fucking that left that fucker in 
but they left that but they patched moves that required you to do a glitched Akano double jump spin off of a box to land on a platform to then double jump Akano spin onto the side of a building to hit a precise pixel to walk along it and cut the corner they patched that shit out but they didn't patch out oh slide spinning the boss they kept their broken boss in but they didn't to fight a dragon but then also forgetting not to step on the rake in your yard yeah it's it's so dumb. <laughs> i would have been i would have been less pissed off if they had patched everything if they had just gone through everywhere and had been like oh we're just patching everything i would have been fair enough but they went picking choosing they were just like what do people love the most what's that blue gem skip cool let's put a big cock block wall there going ha fuckers <laughs> fuck you no one was finding that and i'm so mad and i'd like because yeah. They did a reaction on IGN. They did, like, a whole thing where they were like, oh, this is cool. Yeah, look at all this stuff they found. That's cool, and that's fun. And then they went in, and they were like, right, let's go and let's go fix the fun, I guess. Like, it's... Yes, hello, fun police. Yeah. I'd really like to talk to Toys for Bob, and not in, like, a, not in like a threatening way like most of the Crash community <laughs> would, but I would just... I'd, I'd, I'd like to just know. Like, I'd like to interview... <laughs> No, I'm not beating their asses. I'm not. I'm not taking names. But um, I'd just like to ask them, like, what is their reasoning behind it? Like, I just want to sit there and be like, dead, like, dead ass, what the fuck was going through your heads that justified Because it doesn't affect anyone. If anything, you've now put me off playing the fucking game because I don't want to mm-hmm. do the run anymore because you've just taken out two minutes of skips. I'm like, this is dumb. But so, Ethan, think about those loading screens. Think about to... how fast those are. That's an- Oh, you forgot about that. They also added two, like an additional two seconds of loads to the old version of the game on PS5. So even if we did want to go back to the old version, we'd have to even wait longer now. So it's not even like oh it's not even like we're just losing fast loads. We're gaining slower loads than we would have had before the patch. It's great. What a... It takes longer to load it on the PS5 than the PS4 now? No, it, it takes even longer on the PS4. They just added... From, patch, from the last patch to this patch, they added two seconds of loads to each load on PS... When it's running on PS5. When it's on PS4, it's added like another six seconds of loads. Oh, great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that'll make me want to go back and play that game again. I just, I'd yeah. like to know the reasoning why. Yeah, like genuinely, I just like to know why. Why have you done this? Like Toys for Bob's, not- you've you've kind of become notorious for this. Vicarious Visions, Dan Tangue, he was chill. He kept everything in for the most part. <laughs> he patched out like he patched out early like hot cocoa, which was a bit annoying. But other than that, fine, right. B and Ox are the fucking homies because they we realized from the get go that there were all these patches, they were all these fucking glitches, and they would patch like major shortcuts out. First week where everyone was just backing over the finish line to drive forward. (laughs) (laughs) You used to have lobbies of me and uh, people like Kayan where we'd be sitting on Electron Avenue, we'd be bumping each other off of the the road into the yep. finish line to count for laps and we do it for hours and hours it was those were the days which they patched stuff like that but stuff like actual speed tech like yeah, um, unintended yeah unintended blue fire and stuff like that which they did not program to have in the game they did not expect for permanent blue fire to be a thing in mm-hmm. that game they did not expect that to be a thing 
But instead of patching it, they went, oh, we're going to keep it. And then when we make new yeah. stages for you guys, we're going to have them with that built in mind. So you fuckers better learn it. Um, that's the really way to cool do tech. it. Toys yeah. for Bob, when they found uh, Walking Air in Spyro 2 and 3, they patched that shit out. And just that, they released a whole patch just to get rid of that little trick for speedrunners. And the glorious part of that is there's no 1.0 version of Spyro 2 and 3 because the game was rushed and there's only Spyro 1 on the disc. So that, that <laughs> entire tech just disappeared forever. Like, that has never been seen again. <laughs> like, at least with Crash 4. Yeah, 07's for that. At least with Crash 4, we could go back to 1.0. But who wants to do that? Like... Honestly, Toys for Bob, please. Don't do it again. If you patch other things, then... Man, we're coming for you, dude. We're coming for you. What, what... Point, patch everything or patch nothing. Yeah, exactly. But honestly, if it's not if it's not game-breaking, then there shouldn't be any reason to patch it in the first place. Yeah. IMO. It'll, just, it'll always make me laugh because they only... Technically, they patched... They've patched two levels, right? They patched two levels. They patched Dragon On and uh what was the other one? My mind's drawing a Run blank. Run it by on. you. Run it by you. They patched those. The fuckers thought they patched three. They thought they'd also patched nitro processing. But we found another skip anyway in that <laughs> one that's actually quicker. So they patched the old skip and now the new skip's still there. So fuck you anyway. You thought you got three of our levels down, we've only got two. But <laughs> So is that is that like is it food run? Where you Food run's still there. Yeah, food run's still there. The one I found was still there. Yeah, that's still there. Hell yeah. Your legacy lives on. Yeah, until they patch that out, and then we will be asking... uh, Then we will be emailing Toys for Bob, asking for a member of their team to come onto the podcast, and then we'll interrogate them on why they removed my skip from the game. And I'll be like... (laughs) (laughs) Next Spyro game. Yeah, exactly. Um, But no. That's all I had to say, really, is why why you do this to us. But no. I guess you got any hot takes? Yeah, have you got any hot takes on to what are we done? Are we just stalling? Uh, I feel like we're stalling (laughs) when we've got another episode of this fucking podcast coming out this week anyway. Like it's like (laughs) think I'm stalling? Stalling. No, I don't have any. I haven't played anything. Well, I, I, I don't play games. I just sit here on a podcast and talk about them. Yeah. I played Persona <laughs> earlier in the week, and you know, well done. That's fun. I'm catching up. I've started binging it again because the game went from right. zero to a hundred real quick. Yeah, it did. Know, right? The game just goes from like pissing about to jump scaring me into oblivion, and then going super serious. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess <laughs> this is a thing that we're doing. Um, never thought I'd be jump scared by a Persona game, but there you go. <laughs> um, maybe so, yeah. we'll fin- maybe I'll have it finished next week. I'll have it finished by next week, probably. Hell yeah! To be fair, I could probably have it done in like the next two days if I binge it, but you know, which I probably might. Cause it's been a month. I've had this game for like nearly a month now, and I still haven't finished it. So we'll get it. We'll get it done. But with that, I guess. We'll call it quits, guys. I guess <laughs> you've only got you've only got like another episode coming out this week. So hey, you can do with like a ten minute shorter episode. Who cares? Um, but with that, Hunter, where can people find you? YouTube dot com slash Reaper Hunter twenty three. Nice and cow. Where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Twitch, both at K Davis S R L. Nice, and you can find me as always at Chaotic Ether on both Twitter and Twitch. 
Um, thank you ever so much for listening this week. We hope you have had your lo-fi comfy beats on to just vibe with us <laughs> as we just sit here and chat shit for the past hour. Um, it's been a very unstructured episode than we usually do, but um, hey, if you like more of this, let us know and we'll maybe do more of this just random sit down and talk kind of episodes. We'll see. We'll see. Um, but yeah, with that, uh, thank you ever so much for listening. We'll be back on Friday for more. That's weird saying that. Um <laughs> Remember, leave us a great rating on podcast services. Uh, we really would do appreciate it. If you do leave us a rating on podcast services, let us know as well. We'll give you a shout out. We'll do shout outs for for podcast reviews. Shout outs. Uh, we'll do we'll, we'll do shout outs for subs as well. We'll just sell out for everything at this point. Get us two hundred subs, guys. Um, Please yeah. tell us who it is. If you yeah, it doesn't tell us who does subscribe. So if you do want a shout out and you do subscribe, let us know. And we'll we'll give you a shout out. Uh, or write in, and we we'll usually give you a shout out that way. There's many ways for us to say your name in front of an audience maybe, of like. Maybe we can people. start using that silly community tab YouTube has. We don't have one, I don't think. Oh, oh we don't Lord. have one. No, I, I, we, that's just garbage. Yeah, I don't even know what it does, but I'm upset. I'd, I'd shit post in it if we had one, but we don't. <laughs> so <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Guess, guess we're gonna have to wait for that one. But uh, yeah, if we get to, we'll stick to Twitter. If you can get to 100 subs, that'd be greatly appreciated. But with that, thank you ever so much for listening. We'll be back on Friday for a special uh, one-year anniversary episode of HGO. And we'll be back next Monday. If you don't want to hear about us tooting our own horn for like an hour, you can uh, <laughs> catch us again next Monday uh, for a regular episode where we'll probably just chat about random stuff anyway. So you might as well watch Friday as well. But until then, have a great uh, half first half of your week, I guess. Uh, and we'll be back <laughs> on Friday for more. Until then, bye. See ya. Toodaloo.